0: The big gold belt wrestling podcast. We're back with another special edition of the big gold belt podcast.
1: The storylines
0: have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay per view
2: feels big, it feels important,
1: but ultimately
0: it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and uh, you know, you know what it is, uh, two chains, uh, Jamal and Marcus of the Big Go Belt Wrestling podcast. Um, this week, I think it's going to be a, a interesting show for sure. A lot of different topics to go over, or you know, just a lot of things. I'm just wondering what my fellow comrades' uh, thoughts are on. So we'll see how it goes. Um, again, last if you didn't check out last week's show. Uh, Make sure at the end of this show, the conclusion of it, you definitely want to listen to it because uh, at the end of this show, we will be um, joined by Innocent Isaiah to respond to Bo Crockett's comments from last week. So it's due to make for some um, some some good wrestling talk. Um, And it also um, which has been announced yesterday, which I just found out. So I'm a little bit late to the show. That um the conclusion of this feud will happen next month at uh Nova Pro Wrestling's American Slam 2017. So um, you know, closer we get to the show, we'll keep promoting it. But it's all coming full circle right here at the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. So before we get into everything, how's everybody doing? Cool. Doing pretty good. Is anybody watching uh the NBA draft? <laughs> Not at all. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, is anybody uh uh gonna wear the big baller band band. All right, we're just gonna let this one go. <laughs> because, what is, what is that? <laughs> oh man, I'm not giving that guy no credit on the show today. <laughs> so um anyway, we're just coming off the hills of the the money in the bank, which was uh one of my favorite pay-per-views for WWE of the year. And um, you know, with all that being said, I thought it was an okay show. But the more controversial thing was the ending of the woman's, the first ever woman's Money in the Bank ladder match. So um, you know, that's gonna be our first topic for the day. First of all, let's just, you know, what did you guys think about the pay-per-view? And um, you know, how would you rate it, sort of say? Your highs and your lows about the pay-per-view. We'll go with that.
1: Um, I, I overall I give it a C plus. I would have to say the high was that it ended and the low was, um, well, to be fair, I didn't watch the main event because I just don't care. Um, but I would say the low was probably uh, the um, title match, um, Orton versus gender, because I, because this is, I didn't believe that uh, Orton was gonna win.
0: Yeah. Pretty, pretty pretty, much scripted all over the line, and it pretty much manifested exactly how it was going to be. Marcus? Uh,
3: you know, I'd give it the, the same grade Jamal did. Um, I did watch the main event. I actually think the main event was the high of the show. Uh, solid match all around. I like sort of the story within a story with Nakamura getting attacked at the beginning and sort of making his way back in. Um uh, low. I don't. It's hard to pick just one, uh, but if I did have to pick one, it would actually be the fact that on a uh, what we're supposed to believe is a pay-per-view, we had of all things a tag team match between the Ascension, um, <laughs> which has uh, a team that's been booked very poorly for a couple years now, and Brizongo. You know, Brizongo's you know gaining in popularity, but I, for the life of me, could not figure out why that match was on a pay-per-view.
0: No clue and almost forgot about it, to be quite honest. I'm definitely <laughs> totally gonna have to, about it. I'm definitely gonna have to go with I'm not gonna say my low, but my more my my questionable point to not piggyback off of the Dr. M's is uh the Lana and Naomi match with Lana Finisher being completely scrapped <laughs> after Chris <it laughs> debuted, it. like it had no legitimacy, and not that I thought she was ever going to win, but you know, like day, like. Soon as she uses it already as um fell victim to the uh, the two count. Um the other thing I have to say is the WWE universe absolutely do not know who they want because when Rusev's in the ring, they want Lana. When Lana's in the ring, we want Rusef chance was happening, which I thought was <laughs> was something a little bit awkward, you know. Um, but overall, I think I think it was a C plus as well, too. Um, it did not have as excitement as it had is in the many over years um matches that Probably could have did without. Um, good to see the hypros back. Probably should have been on the on the main card instead of the pre show, considering that the ascension got that slot, which makes no sense. Um, and the the um, closing match was good. I'm happy for Baron Corbin, who, which was my pick to win. To actually to actually win, um, it makes sense, and he's already gaining my intrigue with how he keeps teasing um, his calculated strategy on cashing in, but. a controversial point of money in the bank is james ellsworth (laughs) climbing up to the top of the ladder to get the briefcase to drop it down to carmella for her to be crowned as the first ever woman's money in the bank ladder match champion i mean people hated it but man why did i love it why did i freaking love it i i i thought it was i thought it was Maybe some some one of the best things he's done in a while because it's just you want to talk about like I mean I always feel like a hill should have the money in the bank briefcase and you want to talk about adding on complete heat automatically. I mean that was absolutely brilliant. Um I feel like I'm not sure who, but somebody wrote in our group chat that it was absolutely bad booking. And I I want to say it was you, Marcus, but I want to say it was uh silly sellers. Which more you said less, in the
3: group chat I believe it was right door oh, yeah. you're right it was me sorry
0: okay <laughs> so um, I be, yeah again your, your com- both of you guys comments
3: on this um, well I guess I'll start by saying that Carmela winning money in the bank I had no problem with that at all. Uh, I actually thought um, putting the briefcase on her was probably the most intriguing decision of any of the five women in the match. So that I didn't have an issue with. I also didn't have an issue with James Ellsworth helping. But like uh, seemingly a lot of people online, I, I think just the way the ending of the match was booked was questionable, right? Uh, I think the booking would have been much better if, for example, Ellsworth like hoisted Carmelo on his shoulders and like helped her climb the ladder or something, right? Um, but i agree with what a lot of people said i mean the fact that a man grabbed the briefcase in, a, in the women the first women's money in the bank match simply doesn't make sense um, and to top that all off i think what's bothering me the most about this is you know some people were saying well you know let it play out there's a story behind this obviously so i tuned into smackdown this past week this past tuesday looking forward to seeing all right what story are they going to build from this The story we're getting, if we want to call it a story, is that, okay, next week we're going to have another women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, If I am one of the people in St. Louis who spent money on a ticket to go sit in that arena and watch the history making first Money in the Bank, women's Money in the Bank match, only to learn that two weeks later you're going to give it away for free on TV, I'd be a little pissed. (laughs) Good point. Um, So, I mean, I, I just think this whole this whole story, if you want to call it that, uh, is, is misguided. It's questionable. And hopefully, you know, next Tuesday, the women get to redeem themselves for it. Right. But I, I think this has already flopped, uh, starting with that that bad booking at the end of the match. Um, first of all, shout out to the
0: hashtag justin for Camella because I can see this getting way out of hand on Twitter eventually. But um, be- oh, well, before I comment, um, Jamal? Yo. So here's the thing. If
1: you want to say that heel, heels are doing heel things and that's how they uh, you know book the match, okay, fine. But when you have something that is supposed to be this history-making experience, this is supposed to be the first time ever uh, history has been made, blah, 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 hype, 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 and then you squander it, by having a BS finish, more importantly, you hype the gender uh, ramifications of the match and how history making this is, and then go, uh, a man's going to, uh, you know, win. I don't have a problem with him helping, uh, but the way you know him physically grabbing the case and throwing it down to Carmella, it really does cheapen the moment that they've been trying so hard to build. Um, it would be like you know, imagine if you went to like the women's march and they only had male speakers.
0: Yeah, very good point.
1: You know, like, like, yay, women, and we're gonna do this in the women's revolution. And then we're gonna turn it over to Triple H, because, (laughs) what? But then, okay, fine, they book it that way. And then they backtrack because the heat is actually real online. This is what they wanted. You want to get that kind of visceral reaction. I'm not saying we're gonna take it back to the Puerto Rico in the 70s and start throwing batteries in the ring. (laughs) <laughs> but are and they backtrack so well, which is a WWE either you want to garner a legitimate genuine reaction from the crowd yes you will ruffle some feathers yes you will alienate um, some but you know what this is the road that you're going down if you have faith in your in your conviction if you have faith in your storytelling you gotta go with it and they wait Two days, and then they go, yeah, well, no, that didn't happen. You can only have one first thing. You can only make one first impression. And they did. And they blew it. Now let's just move on instead of instead of trying to piece this back together and have the match that they should have had. I, 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 that's the part that annoys me more than the actual finish of the match. And uh, on a match with with a bunch of ridiculous uh, a card that I saw so far, with a bunch of uh, stupid finishes, okay, fine, let's go with it. But for them to backtrack because the heat is real is silly. Yeah, that's the worst part of it.
0: I think I think some of the stuff that I've been reading online too, like this was all a plan and the last minute plan in order to um, draw ratings to SmackDown. So mm-hmm. the fact that they can create enough heat to make people want to tune in to the show to see this match again. First of all, there's two issues with that one issue is, is that um although i like you know what happened i cannot i cannot even lie to say that the air that felt like was pulled out of the room because of what happened because of mm-hmm. what the moment is and i mean i think this is an american thing when you think about we care about records traditions and history and when that moment when those moments are taken away then you know it almost feels unpatriotic to the to an extent and i think especially in this day and age, especially the way how they've been um, branding and building their women, that that was absolutely a step back. I totally agree with you, Jamal, on that. And you've been saying that for a while. Like, hey, if you're gonna say women's revolution and promote them to have these style of matches and everything that they should let them have it completely. You know, don't give them, don't give them- the-, the thing. WWE doesn't take women seriously.
1: Um, they, they never have, and as long as Vince is in charge, Uh, that I don't think they really will. And when I say seriously, I mean, I'm not saying like intergender matches, which is a thing that I do like, and I know that that does rub people the wrong way, uh, because culturally, that's not acceptable here. But, and here being the U.S., but I do think that WWE, yeah, sure, the women are arguably more athletic, or at least allowed to be more athletic than a bra and panty match or a Thanksgiving swimsuit turkey casserole match or whatever. (laughs) To have, uh, yeah, sure. We we've renamed them women, and not divas. Well, they were women before, then they became divas. Um, fine. We want to have the Mae Young Classic and pay homage to all of the great female wrestlers that have come before us. Okay, fine. But so what? Uh, the gimmicks aside, and the um, you know, number one, James Ellsworth better than listen, Miss Elizabeth. Said you know, quote me mm-hmm. on that. Uh, but I don't. It's just that if you're going to go with it, then go with it. Stop having somebody mansplain how dangerous the match is because they're girls. Yeah. We shouldn't. We shouldn't notice that they're women. We should see them as competitors first. that just happen to be women. And WWE okay. doesn't do that.
0: So let me ask you then: Do you? I know. I know you don't have much confidence in this, but I'm still going to ask you: Do you think by by the the completion of the May Young Classic? when it's all aired and everything, do you think we finally jumped this bridge that you don't have to read? You, you can be, um, excuse me, that we don't have to keep hearing those same statements about what you, what you just said about how dangerous or how bad a situation it is when it comes down for a women match.
1: No, I don't, I don't think if we ever will, because again, we're not talking about, uh, the main young classic or NXT. We're talking about the main roster. And on the main roster, may and maybe they you know they do know the audience, and middle America isn't ready for the for a woman to get busted open or a woman's hardcore match or a, a woman's ladder match, you know, taking the bumps or, or the risks for bumps that uh that the males do. We're not ready for a woman 450 splash off the top of the Titan Tron, you know, for reasons, for cultural reasons. And that's unfortunate.
0: Whatever that is, but though. if
1: Oscars if Oscar's in that uh, Money in the Bank ladder match and she's allowed to be herself, that's not the match that they're going to have because somebody's getting German suplex off the ladder.
0: I hear it. She right. There's no games, and that's why you know that's why I like Charlotte because Charlotte. I don't know if it's just part of you know who she is, whatever, but she takes those chances and she creates those spots. And I will say, between her and Tamina in the beginning of the match, they were going for it. They were absolutely yeah, going for executing every masculine spot that you we later seen on later that night until the end of the match it just became mellow it really you guys did listen,
1: do you think for, for me it felt that the match was a way too short and they rushed the finish at,
0: it, yes mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yes no and do you think that bec- because they were really going at it and i was i was really ready to be invested and the next thing you know they started to do the bit where they trade in and out people out of the yes. rank. well thank you
0: I, what what is there a name for that i always know yeah, <laughs> probably is and we, we should we should ask the wrestler when he I'm comes. Definitely, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm going to ask. I'm I'm definitely going to ask because I I sincerely like it. In times like, for instance, if you would have came to the um the um life is a life is like a box of chocolate that should have mm-hmm. been executed then because it was six people trying to get a spotlight, but on a event with so much momentum. Yes, we we know it's going to happen eventually, but to basically end the match in that stint, like right. I wasn't, I wasn't with it. And, like, I got to say, the cameras seemed to even be a little bit confused because once J- Ellsworth was going up a little bit, I was like, no, nah, no way. I was like, here come Becky because I was like, maybe they'll try this intergenerational match or something like that. And it was just like, well, you know, I'm up here. Nobody's going to mess with me. And I was just like, what? I said, they really took that route, you know. But it is what it is. I, You know, just like on last week when we previewed um, the Money in the Bank match, um, pay-per-view. I'm not gonna spend much time on it right now because you know previews for pay-per-views just seems to be a little bit too trendy nowadays. So we try to keep it a little bit different here.
1: Well uh, honestly there's really nothing else going on. I mean we we have we're waiting for great balls of fire. Uh, you guys can have that I'll never watch that paper. <laughs> um and then honestly there's really just nothing to give you hype about until SummerSlam so you know, I don't know it is of interest to see what's going to happen with the women you do have a money in the bank cash in that could happen at any time and i, th- I think corbin run um which is you know whatever um so there are some things of interest but honestly we're really just waiting till august
0: yeah yeah so any 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 uh, speaking of the money in the bank uh, pay-per-view um mike and maria Canellis, and that is exactly who they are because it's because nowadays, I guess, guys are taking uh, their woman's last name. And JBL also said <laughs> – JBL <laughs> like, he has her last name, which I thought was the funniest comment uh, for him for the night. It, but they, they made, made it sad
1: that JBL still has a job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll, – no, we're not going to get to him, but we're going to get something else a little bit after that. But not to spend too much time on that. They did make the debut. The longer way the debut that everybody was anticipating – Um. Just quick comments what do you think are you excited um and um um the direction you think they should go sort of say
3: well i'm excited to see them there for sure um particularly mike bennett it's nice to see that he'll um, after you know obviously rising on the indie scene for years and having a I don't, I don't really know what you would call his run in TNA, but at least he got on TV, right? Uh, <laughs> it's nice to uh, see him get a shot at WWE. And uh, I actually always liked Maria's character, um, even when she was sort of the, the dorky um, character when she was first in WWE. Um, so it's nice to see her back too. And I'm excited to see what they can do on SmackDown. Um, SmackDown is very slowly and gradually building a pretty solid mid cards uh, upper mid card main event roster uh, which is good to see and uh, i think i actually posed this question on our twitter a couple days ago about who would be a great first feud for mike bennett because i I actually couldn't think of anyone definitively and several people suggested ty dillinger Mm -hmm. which um, i actually think is a good idea because um ty dillinger right now is yet another victim of the massive NXT call-ups and then we have nothing for you once you get to the main roster and I think a few with Mike Bennett Would would actually be quite entertaining Jamal I
1: I agree Um, the problem that I have with uh, Bennett and uh, Canela's is I don't know what their angle is like are they faces are they heels are they heels that are you know like um Like a Bo Dallas type uh, we really only got, like, a, a tease of what they're going to be doing. Is Maria going to be wrestling as well? Uh, you know, will, will that be a thing? Um, unfortunately, their gimmicks just screams mid-card, which is really unfortunate because you do have two. Uh, Maria definitely has a, a run in WWE, and she has lineage there, and, and Mike Bennett is, is, is a top talent. I think he had that conversation with, um, you know, top-level guys in now. As for their first feud, I think I'd like to see Ziggler, um, because Ziggler is kind of like has this air of you know just a womanizing douche about him. Um, so maybe they can kind of cure him of his infidelity. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what you do with Ty Dillinger like at, at all. And this is the problem that I told you that when he was in NXT, what exactly is his gimmick? And since his gimmick is based in, based on being the best. You can't be that gimmick if you don't win. Yeah. So he you can't win if you're not there. So what is your gimmick? I can't it's hard for me to believe that you're a ten if we don't see. So I don't know. I mean Dillinger will be cool just to give him something to do, but what what is the angle of like are they like a Joel Osteen and his wife? <laughs>
0: well I, I gotta not, say I don't know. Billy Graham, maybe? I don't know what they're doing. I got to say that the fact that um, the rumors are saying that the Miz and Maurice are going to break up, um, sort of say, on screen because of w- because of, um, Mike and Maria are b- pretty much going to be taking that same venture so they don't want to have the same gimmick on both sh- on both shows. So uh, we know we'll be some type of power couple sort of lines up with it. But um, one, I got to say, I like their theme. And two, the That's fact great that... Theme. Huh? Great thing. Yes, and two, I gotta say, the fact that they went right to um, YouTube or not YouTube, uh, Twitter Live, and they had a video in the car. Um, first of all, way to use your platform as soon as you get to WWE because people, yes, you you did have TV time on TNA or which what was TNA, but way to automatically captivate and use uh, your platform now, now for other people to see who you are because, I mean, it's like being from the nobody to somebody, so go for it. Um, and it also gave a little bit of an insight into what the gimmick could be. Um, I'm also interested in waiting to see how it completely manifests, but it seems like Mike is like the punk boyfriend, sort of say, or whatever. Because, like, anytime he said or misspoke something, she corrected him, He and he was, he was, he was sort of like, Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, sort of whatever. So, yeah. I don't know how much to take into it because it was just a, a, a Twitter video, but um. You know, we'll see. Um, good to see him. But uh, do you think
1: that that sounds so much, so very different than the Miz and Maurice and their relationship? Right, right. Where, where, the, where the Miz is, has been his character and Maurice is kind of latching onto that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that the rumors are swirling around that they're going to scrap the Miz and Maurice, arguably sending her home, when they seem to be so very different?
0: I don't know. That's why I say I'm just gonna wait to see. Because again, you know, the, the characters or the people that you see on social media tends to not be who they are on TV. So the interesting thing was that as soon as they debuted, it, they cut a video in the car together, saying, you know, you know, thank you for the people, whatever, watching, blah blah blah, and it felt in character. So I'm wondering if that's the venture they're going. But then the rumors are saying, you know, what I've already said. So I I don't know. Um. So, on that note, I definitely will be interested to see how, uh, well, kind of think about it, they weren't even on TV this week.
3: No, they uh, all they had was like a, a behind-the-scenes segment that WWE put on their YouTube page. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens this week, but, you know, just wondering what your quick reactions to. Um... The next thing I want to bring up is New Japan unveiled their field for the 2007 G1 climate tournament. Uh, about Tuesday, I think it was. Yeah, I'm I'm not, sh- not sure if you guys got a chance to look. Um, I kind of vaguely told you guys that we we're going to cover that, so hopefully, you guys did get a chance to see that. I know Jamal for sure. And, well, well, quite frankly, Marcus probably did as well, too. But, um, the, the names are out and. I know it's way early to make predictions because the fields haven't even been set, but um, you know, just give me something—early winners, um, um, something intriguing. I mean, I I can I can just I can tell you off break that the fact that Okada and Omega are both in it, the fact that is this where we see part three of it again and you know the winner of this gets the briefcase who who ultimately gets the match at um russell kingdom in january for the championship so you know it's always about money it's always about the biggest match the biggest platform so what do you want to see if we get okada omega-3 in the in the tournament that means maybe they don't book that all the way for um russell kingdom does okada i mean does um omega win it two years in a row I mean, a um, bunch of different things you can put there, but um, just, to, just to not take all you guys' ideas, um, throw me some throw me some thoughts on that.
1: Well, there are a lot of, of names that you, that you can throw out there and we don't know what the seating is gonna be. Um, Okada and Omega made, could face each other in the finals so they could face each other in the first round. We don't know, but you can't obviously count those two out. You also can never count out Zack Sabre Jr.
0: Yes. Na,
1: Tetsuya well, Naito.
0: Well, wait, wait, wait. Um, but you, you just said Zack Sabre Jr. And for the uncasual fan that may know. You may know who he is, but do you understand? We're talking
1: about New Japan. We're not talking about to the casual fan.
0: Okay, right. But uh, but but make. Th- what's the whole thing about Zack Sabre Jr. being in this tournament? He's never been in the tournament, ever. Right. So uh, that's a big he, that's a big he, deal. That's a big deal. Is he in the Cruzei Classic? Yeah, he was in the Crusade Classic.
3: But I'm he's still watching played,
0: that. Okay, but it's still, this is big that he's in this tournament. That's a that's a that's not a familiar I mean it's a familiar name, but it's not as a usual suspect to this tournament. So that's that's big uh, when you think about how this may how this may plan out.
1: But okay, but let I me mean, the potential matchups are for me are as follow. Obviously, we could have Okada versus Omega. Sure, we could have Zack Saber Junior. versus um, uh, Christ. And I'm looking at his name right now, and I can't think. Of, I can't see it. Koto Obushi, which Enough, would
0: be amazing. And another uh, interesting thing, Koto Obushi is uh, also going by Koto Obushi, not Tiger Mask right now. So,
1: right. well, we don't know who that person is. So that's a different guy. Different guy. <laughs> um, Toma Ishii, um, Tonga, uh, Bad Luck Fale, the Bullet Club. they're to to be making. An appearance there um sonata evil los ingobinales of de Hapone. the entire st- like honestly you could make a case for generally anybody and, and like my the underdog the underdog of underdogs is juice robinson
0: oh yeah and i'm
1: really really pulling for him because he did nothing in nxt and i don't blame him for that but he went to japan and 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 my god man he's you know he's, he's holding his own, so you know go juice go. But really, you can't you can't count any of
0: these guys out, and that's what makes a great tournament. there's Marcus. no there's no lame duck seats here. <laughs> good point, Marcus. Your thoughts on the initial listing? Uh,
3: well, you know I, I'm a big fan of Zach Saber Jr., so I was definitely excited to see his name as part of the tournament. Uh, glad to see Kota Ibushi in there too. Um, and I, actually, I hope they get to to Clash uh, in the tournament because uh, so many people were, for some reason, so butthurt when they both lost in the uh, Cruiserweight Classic. And so hopefully it'll, it'll appease those people um, if they get to uh, fight in the ring in this tournament. Any Omega as well. Uh, this, it seems from, from what I know so far about it, this is stacked. And so it's really kind of hard to make any sort of prediction but i'm just happy to see all those guys in it i got a wild card mm-hmm. for you
0: guys so one name i did not see in this tournament and actually before i even say this let me just look because i just said i was going to check double check that let me just check real quick oh you know what jamal you have to list up is cody Rose's name on this okay. list okay, okay. So Cody Rose is absolutely the biggest free agent of last year to go to New Japan slash ROH. And I don't see his name. And Cody has not been silent towards um, saying he's up next for Okada for the championship. Yeah,
1: they're going to do that in um, in L.A., right?
0: Right. And you know the other storyline behind this was like, well, who is the leader? Who's the head of Bullet Club?
1: Well, I think, I think the problem for me is I don't really see the Bullet Club anymore. What do you mean? Well, I mean I, I'm 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 wearing the shirt, but I think they're at NWO, they're nearing NWO levels where like yes. Scott yes. Norton is in there now. <laughs> I
0: mean I mean this on this there's, there's only there's only a, a core of people. The the elite um, and that's the Cody Rhodes ra- and yeah, okay, but it's not over. It's not so oversaturated. Like it really could have been, but there's enough B- scrap, but forget that though. The whole point is that Cody Rhodes is the big name and I, I expect to see him in the new, the main event for Wrestle kingdom. With that being said, oh. he,
1: he, oh, new- that's, that's insane. You're telling me that Cody Rhodes is going to, is going to, at some point in the future, main event, Wrestle kingdom.
0: Yes. Oh no! Wow, I I, I think that's a bold prediction. I I don't see it, and that only makes me think that Omega. That either, um, Omega wins two years in a row, which will be bananas too, but Cody beats Okada for the championship. That's how oh, I'm no. looking at that. Oh no! And then my other dark <laughs> horse is Tanahashi because I don't know what I don't know what it is, but he must have been working out with uh. Jinder Mahal, because he's been looking jacked the last, like, two months, so... um, I mean, he could have been working
1: out with Liger, because Liger looks like he's 27, Dude's like, (laughs) eight years old.
0: (laughs) So, anywho, uh, moving forward, uh, Mauro Ronaldo made an announcement today on his Instagram that he will be returning back to WWE, well, he's never really left, as he said. He said he stayed under contract, so um, to all those... um, news reporters saying he left or they agreed on terms whatever but he said he stayed on the contract and they always been wondering how they was gonna work out his next steps what was gonna be his next plans and he announced today that he will be returning back to nxt to be on the broadcast team is this good news is this the was this the right move considering the, the array of speculations that's been around his sorters say quick um, leave an absence from social media because it seemed to all be true. I mean, the the characteristics of what the rumors were saying and how he mm-hmm. was acting makes it all seem so true. And it's also just been that quiet, uh, that, that elephant in the room because like on, on the show, uh Bring It to the Table, they bring up every topic. I mean, they brought out the broken Broken Matt Hardy gimmick, which, I mean, the Broken Hardys gimmick, which is you know something that shouldn't probably be brought up considering that it was dealing with legal issues but they brought it up and they brought up every other aspect but they did not bring up this one topic which made me feel like it was just even more legit to whatever standards that is but anyway is this the right thing are you happy for him to be back are you happy are you just happy for him to you know still be working with the company is this is this is this the right ending for this whole thing
3: I think it's a great move um I think, from a sort of just a fan standpoint, uh, Morrow is widely popular with a lot of wrestling fans, and so to have him back uh, on WWE TV is, I think, a great move. And I'm just excited for the fact that here we are in 2017, and we have Jim Ross, Nigel McGuinness, and Maro Ranallo all doing commentary under the WWE umbrella. Um, you really can't get much better than that, and so. I'm happy in that regard. And you know, at the end of the day, WWE is a business. They know how popular he is. And you know, we, of course, there's all the rumors, uh, which he frequently says it has nothing to do with JBL. And quite frankly, I believe him. I think those rumors are overblown. Um, but I think on a more important note, Morrow has been very public about his mental health issues. and again, with WWE being a business, right, having him back under the umbrella, I think opens up a lot of opportunities for sort of non-wrestling, you know, mental health awareness stuff. You know, they have the Be A Star campaign. Whenever, you know, fatherhood comes around, we got Titus O'Neil, right? So, (laughs) you know, with Mauro, that's another person that WWE can kind of use as a vehicle to talk about a major issue. So I think it's a great move a good point
1: um i think that if you're a fan of marl Grano, then, then good for you um have that you know enjoy it um personally i think he's absolutely terrible uh he's my least favorite commentator ever in wwe i would take mike adamley over him um <laughs> with that said i don't know how i can really ever watch nxt again if he's going to be doing commentary uh every week And so there's two things. We don't know how long he's going to be doing it. Will he just fulfill the rest of his contract and go do other things? Or will he uh, stay on longer in NXT away from the Big Bad Wolf? Um, I do think that a lot of those issues, because he could have gone back to SmackDown and everybody would have said, yeah, thanks. But he didn't. He went to NXT. NXT. I do think that he could have called the other specials that worked like a Jim Ross contract, but he didn't. He went to NXT. So I think that they this is probably the best. This is like a settlement for them, um, the best uh, for both parties involved. They're not going to fire JBL because of reasons, um, and they're not going to continue to pay Morrow to sit on the shelf because of reasons. So where else could he go? Well, the principal says you go this way, and the other guy goes that way. He's on NXT. I'm not really fond of NXT nowadays. It's lost a lot of its luster. But for me, hearing Marlo, Mar- Marlo call it every week, it's the it's the nail in the coffin. I'm watching the Japanese before I listen to that asshole speak again.
0: <laughs> well, on the contrary, I'm happy that he's back, and I'm happy that he's um able to work this out as well as um his other um obligations with like Showtime, which he will be calling the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight, which is absolutely very exciting for me so i can't wait um and you know for all the reasons of you know why he took his leave of absence sucked hated it felt bad for, for the guy um but i'm happy that they were able to come out with a happy settlement which he you know he can tell he loved WWE. you can tell he loved the fans um he was one person uh who was never afraid to to do, uh to make a retweet because obviously people who retweet people all day is a bad thing based what jbl comments were but um it's good to see somebody of that statue to be able to um interact with his fans and um you know the whole thing of him taking a leave of absence people noticed it because somebody that's positive and actually does the right thing with the social media sort of say um is people a lot of people gravitate to so um i'm happy for I will say that I'm ha- I, I wanna, I'll be curious to see if it's going to be a three man team or if it's just going to be him and um uh what's his name Nigel Nigel McGinnon, which should be very interesting as well too. However, the complexion of like the the tone of their voices together that is going to be a very interesting combination. So you know I was we'll, thinking about that too. We'll see how it goes. But hey, for the reasons that you tweeted earlier, man, let him call a um one of those um uk championship matches if he could have called that pete done and talibate match that would have been crazy um but happy for the guy phone to be back uh okay another quick topic and then we're gonna um get into uh we're going to get into one of our last segments for the day of um having innocent isaiah join us but before then I want to bring up something that I added to the description pretty late because um, it didn't hit me that I should, should I, I should have bring this up. But Russell Circus last night, Jamal sent me a text and said Russell Circus is having a show on Twitch. Which, first of all, I was just looking at Russell Circus um, at Russell Circus on on Twitter for anybody. I was just looking at their. Um, Twitter page, and I've seen that Jordan Grace um, responded responding back to a fan that made this crazy comment um at the reply from Russell Circus where they said for the first time ever um fans will be able to tip their wrestlers um during the match. So I thought that was you know an interesting topic as well that you know that combines with this. But Russell Circus seems to be doing a lot of different and new things nowadays. I'm just curious to know, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna give you my thoughts first. About how do you feel about one um Twitter um excuse me wrestling promotions using Twitch for their streaming services? And I guess this counteracts the whole thing with YouTube and how they changed their policies, and it really hurt a lot of their uh monitorial uh income for for, for promotions. So one how you guys feel about Twitch being the next man up, and two, how do you feel about the whole um fans being able to tip? wrestlers during their match and you know my comments is first the the fact of doing their match i don't know if i totally agree with first of all i think tipping is absolutely a great thing considering what a lot of these wrestlers have to go through in order to get to the shows and um you know a lot of a lot of people are very vocal about how they barely break even as far as you know from what they have to put out in order for what they get for the shows So I think it's a great thing. And I think, you know, sometimes, um, you know, to show appreciation for, I think it's an absolutely great thing to open it up for fans to be able to just give a little bit more appreciation for the hard work or the great match that they put on. But during the match, I don't think so, because I think that opens up a whole nother like wave of like nonsense from, you know, streamers are supposed to be before the match but like if you start saying like during the match people may start throwing money doing it or trying to make them like sort of say projectiles and you just never know how somebody may take that now granted the a lot of the promotions that i go to are very much same, but they are there was this one questionable one that was up in baltimore that i feel like if they had an opportunity to throw money it may not result in a wrestling match at the end of the show but nonetheless though exactly make the dollars rain and that's the other thing too you know i just feel like it's rude when you throw stuff at people and they throw money um i think it's absolutely is um it, it carries that stigma and i don't think it's a good idea but the tipping thing is cool the twitch thing was cool thank you jamal picked me up for it i thought that was absolutely cool um the chat room was popping a lot of people was very interactive with it um and Besides that one shaky camera that they had on the turnbuckle that was making me sick watching, it was a great show. So definitely go check it out. It was free. Um, some great wrestling, some great stuff going on. Um, shout out to um, Psychosis. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Parka. Who uh, came in a female <laughs> version, which was really cool. I, I forget her name, but I've seen a couple. Of, I've seen two of her matches where she came out in different gimmicks. I know Jamal probably know her name, but nonetheless, it was it was good. It was a a, a good experience overall. Uh, comments from you guys.
1: Go ahead, go ahead, Doc.
3: Uh, you know the the Twitch thing. I'm I'm all for it. Um, I think any opportunity that uh, an indie Company has to get their their brand out there for multiple eyes to see uh, They should take it especially if YouTube is as restrictive as people have been saying it is um, So I mean I'm all for it it gets uh, more wrestlers recognized ideally uh, by casual fans and um, Yeah, I say go for it the the tipping thing uh, I, I, I Don't know I have mixed feelings about it. Um, because I totally get, especially those the indie wrestlers, uh, I've heard many times that it is hard to break even. And um, obviously, and su- especially a lot of the smaller indie federations, you're not going to make a ton of money unless you've been in WWE before and you can demand it, right? Um, and even only a small few of those guys can. Right, <laughs> right. And, and so, I, I mean, I, I totally support wrestlers getting more money uh with the tipping thing though i guess it would ultimately come down to how that happens uh i certainly would not want this to turn into feeling like whenever you go to an indie show you're going to a strip club where you should bring your singles with you yeah that's right that's my point (laughs) yeah um i I don't think that's the way to go and and
0: not not to mention that some promotions uh decide they can have shows in strip clubs but
3: Okay, good well, yeah that too that too <laughs> right um, but yeah, a part of me feels like it's it somehow kind of cheapens the the presentation we're getting um, and at the same time too, and I guess it, it really kind of depends on who you ask, but one of the values of indie shows is that they are relatively inexpensive, right, and if gonna feel. Because if, if this becomes a thing where people are like, oh yeah, let's tip, right? There are some fans that are going to feel pressure to do that, even though they may not be able to, right? And so if fans start feeling that way, then all of a sudden we're going to lose out on one of the defining features of indie shows, which is that you know, for a few bucks I can get a ticket and get a get a nice show without you know feeling peer pressure to bring extra cash, um, to throw tips in the ring. So I don't know. I can see both sides of the argument. I, I don't know which side I fall on just yet.
1: Let me ask you guys this. Um, do, do any of you watch Twitch, have interacted with it, you know, know it at all? Yeah, yeah. I
0: stream well. I stream sometimes.
1: Okay, so I, what I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they mean twi- uh, um, tipping at the venue. They mean tipping through Twitch. If you are um, a sub, Ah, uh, you can sub to uh, Wrestle Circus or anybody's channel for five dollars if oh. you um, to get emotes through the chat and the, the typing through the chat and whatever. Uh, but you can also tip by way of donations. Okay. Um, donations can be as small or as large as you want. I think minimum donation is usually two dollars. Um, if you oh, like, okay. it, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you can uh, you know, tip through that by or you can sub through that through your Amazon Prime account for free. If you uh, want... They have a thing called Bits. Um, I think like a um, 1,000 Bits is like 10 bucks or something like that. Okay. But um, you, can, you can do it that way where you can cheer, quote-unquote cheer for your wrestler, by cheering them through Bits. Now, my question would be is, obviously, how will they determine who gets what money and when? Will they split it equally between the wrestlers? What if it's an eight-man tag? You know, do they just... Now granted these are tips this is extra money and um, the owner of wrestle circus which i don't remember his name he did a live stream last night on Twitch of mm-hmm. Friday the 13th the game and that was one of the questions that he asked and he said like well no they're going to get their regular booking fee they're going to get their uh, th- these are tips so you don't go into a restaurant and then go why well, have to do this it is optional it is in good taste if you enjoyed it that you do tip um it because service don't get paid that much they get paid less than the minimum wage so wrestlers they may or may not break even too uh, as you know other as wrestlers have discussed so the idea is if you want to support you can do it this way if you feel that they need to do so uh but they still want to get paid the people in the you know that and please go the best way to support a wrestling uh promotion is to go show up buy their merch but if you can't go because we don't live in austin texas or wherever russell circus does their shows but i think it's austin
0: mm-hmm. then
1: yeah you like what you saw that night because you can watch it for free on twitch on your playstation 4 xbox and everything else but if you like what you saw and you want to give it a little bit extra okay cool shooting five bucks if you choose but i don't think it's going to be a um the rainmaker may come but it won't be in the form of uh, Franklin's, uh, Jefferson's, and and um, and Grants.
0: Good point. Thanks for clearing that up. Because um, again, I saw the tipping thing before the Twitch thing, and so when the Twitch thing came out, that obviously you 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 texted me, and I went back and looked. I was like, how did I just miss that? But that makes perfect sense, right there. I I I from when I seen the initial comments thought, and I and I know I can't be the only one that's confused about that. I from the initial comments thought that they were literally saying if you're at the match by no means when that communion basket come by drop them dollars cuz that's how I was feeling <laughs> but um either way that's that's good stuff all the way around i'm happy for that okay well,
1: i mean if if but in mexico in mexico they do do that that is a thing that does happen where people throw pesos into the ring uh mostly bills some coins after the match uh streamers and and cash okay and that's a way of tipping I'm not sure if they mean that. I'm not sure if they mean through Twitch and they'll cut them a check later, um, or if they have a tip jar at the door. Like, hey, did you like what you see? Boom. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, one one could argue that one is more tasteful than the other because hey, I paid my money. Do the show. But uh, I, I really hope that they mean um, through the many ways that you can tip through Twitch. I don't think people know Twitch outside of gaming. And I have Russell Circus on right now and I'm watching Scott Norton versus Joey Ryan. a match that I would not have seen if it were on YouTube because YouTube hates wrestling. So yay, more wrestling. And I love the live chat too. Uh, I think Twitch is great. I watch it all the time, but um, I'm glad that wrestling's
0: on there. And it should be, it's a game. So um, last week our show was the Bo Show. Reason why we call it the Bo Show because Bo Crockett joined us uh, we talked all things wrestling, but when it got down to business, he had some words to uh send out for his former tag team partner of Cutie and the Beast, Innocent Isaiah, and some harsh words to say. Um, but nonetheless, it would only be it wouldn't be right if we didn't give Isaiah a fair chance to be able to respond to such comments. Um, and Jamal, I mean, me and you were there. We couldn't help but to just feel like I don't know. I just felt like the words was the brutality was just stacking up against us as we said as as they were going and I don't know, man. It's 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 I'm just interested to see what Isaiah is going to have to say back today. So, um, with that being said, um, Isaiah is going to be joining us now. And okay. So,
1: so until he actually joins us, I do want to read this from um, Kerry Awful. And I know that, um, you know, I had some choice words for him last week, but he wrote this on, on his Twitter account, and I really respect him for it. Um, and this is
0: about the whole tipping and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw that. Good point to bring that he- up.
1: He says, if the fans feel the need to throw money into a ring post-match, I'm all for it. It's a sign of appreciation. People idolize and glamorize indie wrestling, thinking that it's all of us. We're getting paid like we're top-contracted wrestlers. Newsflash, we're not. It's always a constant struggle between exposure, expenses, and experience. Kudos to the fans that throw dollars or streamers or whatever they invest for the wrestlers. Visit a merch table in person or online. Help support the boys who destroy their bodies and personal lives to entertain, entertain. Trust me, it means a lot. And i think with that message um you know if you feel the need to to do something if you feel that you have enjoyed yourself then sure however you feel the need to do it then do that because uh, a lot of these guys you know it, it, it is exactly like that and if you've seen ride along uh or road trip or whatever they call it on wwe network yeah sure it's a hyper glamorized version of it but that's been the business forever how many books have been written about driving up and down the road, hours on point, hours on end from town to town? And most of that stuff is their personal experience, uh, expenses, uh, even in the WWE, they're contractors, not uh, employees of the company. So uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it, but.
0: And, and not to mention, I mean, I, every time I see the hashtag do the drive, I always commend people for it, because I mean, it's, I, I complain about driving 30 minutes from work sometimes, but these people, they get out there, they do these four or five-hour drives, Somebody self, you know, sometimes they carpool, whatever it may be, but they do it. And that's yeah. because when that promotion said that those people are going to be there, that is only as good as us thinking, like, I can't wait to see that person. But those physical wrestlers have to do the drive. They have to get there. They have to be adults to either get on those planes, to rent that car, you know. It, it's a lot, to it. And I, I you know, it's definitely a, a great – deal of appreciation the best,
1: the best example of that was when die jack was on the show uh before wrestlemania weekend he did a show that started at midnight um i think he went on at like 1 in the morning had his match left the venue in orlando went straight to the airport overnight for a 6 a.m flight back to back to boston because you know bill's still got to be paid so it's the business it's always been the business but well, the best thing that you can do Go to the show. Yeah. You know, support indie wrestling. And uh, it's it's for you. It's your local thing. And um, uh, the, the guy, we all need it. You know, we the fans and the uh, guys doing it. We all we all need it. So uh, I guess before Isaiah gets on, I have some things for Do We Care. Um, and we can just run through this really quickly. Go uh, for it. Vince Russo. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Vince Russo. Found an pr- order of protection. We saw <laughs> <can>. this
0: earlier. <laughs> man, those dudes are like, <laughs> those dudes are like next door neighbor of BFS. Like, it's like one minute they're like, kind of like saying they're cool, then they don't. I, what does that mean? Okay, when but, another girl? man. It says, talking about it,
1: I guess, um, Jim Cornette uh, is the respondent to this uh, protection order in Indiana. Uh, Vince Russo. Uh, has said that he's been a victim of stalking. So <laughs> I'm only imagining Jim Cornette in like his white suit with a red shirt and tie, <laughs> peeking with his tennis racket through the bushes, looking <laughs> into Rousseau's house. Um, but yeah, that's apparently a thing that he believes in. Um, WWE is uh, thinking about bringing back the Punjabi prison match. Do we care?
3: Oh god. All right.
0: <laughs> D- there we go.
2: Hello, boy.
1: I'm gonna take that as a no.
2: Oh, it's Isaiah. hey how, how you doing, man? I'm Isaiah, how's it? Sorry doing, about buddy? all those technical difficulties. It's, it's, it's going good. well now. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> so again,
0: um, thank you for coming on the show. But more or less, it's not just about us, the fans really, really want to hear what your comments your responses to Bo's comments last week.
2: Well, first off, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me on. Let me just start by saying that you guys have my full and undivided attention. I'm not going to be walking around my apartment, not making dinner,
3: <laughs> while I'm a <I> guest
2: <laughs> on your illustrious podcast. So let me just start off <laughs> by saying that. <laughs> All right? okay. I mean, I just think it's a little rude to, to be walking around and distracting people. Uh, with my different musings when i should be paying attention to the people who asked me to be on this fine podcast here we appreciate that we appreciate it much. Thank
0: you, <laughs> so jamal just to transcript some of the pointers from last week i would say can you can you can you give us some of that real quick just to recap a little bit well i mean
1: i hate to bring up bad news of course since we have isaiah in the room but Bo did bring up some interesting questions uh, last week. He said, <laughs> number one, he said that he was the cutie in Cutie and the Beast. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think about that?
2: Oh, that's absolutely correct, because I am absolutely fierce.
1: Okay, so, so at least we, <laughs> we agree on someone. <laughs> <All> right.
0: <laughs>
1: so, so I'm glad that we agree on that. Um, we agree. Right. So. 4 1 for the Bo show. So, July 14th, American Slang, uh, I believe that's in Annandale at the Firehouse, Uh, you guys are going to have it out in a match. Now, Cutie and the Beast, unfortunately, a beloved tag team in Nova Pro since the beginning, uh, disbanded when Bo Crockett ended it. Now, my first question, I guess it would be, is this, could this have been avoided?
2: Um. I think it absolutely could have been avoided. I mean, we were going through a little bit of a rough patch with the carnies and we just couldn't figure them out. And, you know, you don't always get along with your coworkers, your your friends, your family, your significant others. But in a mature society, in, in a mutual partnership, you express yourself intelligently. You know, so had we been going into the street fight, Bo could have pulled me aside beforehand and just said, Look, Isaiah, win, lose or draw after this, let, let's take some time apart. Maybe down the road we'll reconverge and recreate Judy and the Beast. But if he had just manned up and said that, then we wouldn't be where we are today. So you're saying that it was
1: a bit of cowardice on Bo's part to just end it the way he did that you could have actually you could have respected his decision to uh, have a, a bit of a separation.
2: Oh, absolutely. He could have used his words like a real man and a grown adult. um, Or he could have shown his character like he did and speared me when I wasn't ready. And, you know, maybe run from it when I confronted him at the last uh, Nova Pro Show.
1: Right. Now, you did confront him at the last Nova Pro Show, and Bo said that Bo works on Bo's time. And last time I checked, there was another guy named Bo who knew a lot of things well, and that worked out for him. If but now that more he has the back the, a, a, just a tad bit uh, but but now that he has the carnies on his back the uh, how do you, how does that fare for you coming up in july uh you know god bless him he's definitely aligned in himself with a pack of heathens
0: well but how but, but that's
1: that's got to stack the deck in your favor though right
0: and not to mention too you were just recently m- medically clear correct
2: Ah, uh, that's right. I should get the official doctor's clearance next Friday. Um, okay, which makes me ecstatic so that I'll be good to go for July fourteenth. Uh, I'm counting down the days. it's It's a little over three weeks away. Um, one small correction, Jamal. He used to be our bow. He's not my bow anymore. He made that okay. apparently clear. He's, he's the Carney's bow now. You know? I okay, mean, more they, like they can have the Carney's young boy. But that's that's neither here nor there, or maybe it is here. I don't know. Right. But, um, you know, facing the odds of three on one, four on one, it's it's worth it. It's worth it to get my hands on Bo. Heck, it could be four hundred on one, if it meant that I had the chance to get my hands on Bo Crockett and and really show how I'm feeling physically, then I'll take that risk because he he overlooks, he underestimates. Yeah, he might have some new friends. Um, watching his back for now but I have a whole lot more people in the crowd backing me up every single time I'm out there so I think that I made the right choice and I think that he made a terrible decision trying to hang out with his new friend
1: mm. Mm. so Bo called you quoting him dead weight now in, in this relationship between you two, you two, it was very interesting to see you guys uh, interact, and uh, I, I think a, a lot of it because of you, uh, specifically, but turning him from being honestly a jerk in the beginning to 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 most one of the more beloved tag teams in Nova Pro. He called you dead weight. Now I think that that's something that resonated with me a bit because I think honestly it's a bit delusional to think that it doesn't really make sense to me. What, what do you say when he says that basically he carried the entire Hewney and the Beast? And you know, where, where do you think his head is at? Because something, something along those lines just doesn't, make, it just doesn't add up to me.
2: I just think it's a true testament of his character. Everyone talks about adversity making you the person or the man that you are. And we saw that once Bo and I weren't having success and we started getting a few losses under our belt showed the true person that he really was it's, mm. it's amazing i've been on this journey for about five years and some way somehow i keep coming back to Bo crockett he's not lying when he said that when i first started training he was there he was one of the more seasoned guys and then we kind of went our separate ways and then we came back together Went our separate ways and lo and behold got paired up together as a random tag team before becoming cutie and the beast and I found it funny that he was always talking about lifting me up like dead weight. If, if you recall, every time that he lifted me up, he also dropped me down and it mm-hmm. hurt. Every single time we hit time in my life, it drove the air, to, air out of me. And the risks of injuring myself to inflict more heart, hurt and harm on the other person, well, it was worth it. And he always overlooks that. And so if I'm willing to do that, Working with him, he can only imagine how much I'm going to risk to get my revenge on him.
1: All risk and uh, hopefully some reward in this matchup coming up July 14th. Uh, you versus Bo Crockett. What what do you think uh, the outcome is going to be? Like realistically, you have the Carnies; they're lurking about. I know that you have your posse too, looking out for you. But one on one, let's say that let's say the fair is fair, and what's one on one? He has a size advantage, a little bit more experience. He's been running with a couple other groups around the country. How do you honestly think, especially coming back from an injury, that you will do versus Bo Crockett on July
2: 14th? I am confident in my abilities that I can beat him. I've been watching the Bo Show up and close for the past five years, and a lot more closely over the last year. And what Bo overlooks is my heart. That's an intangible. He seemed better than anyone else. That no matter how much I get beat up, how hard I get put down, I never quit. I never stop fighting so I can make the tags to him. He always forgets that the person who never gave up in that ring was me. And so I wonder what's going to happen again on July 14th when Bo realizes that he cannot put me down and he's going to get frustrated and he's going to take shortcuts. I think that's when I'll capitalize on it because. As much as he wants to talk and as much backup as he has he can't break my spirit
1: mm. so when lose a draw after the events of july 14th what's next for you
2: you know that's a good question All thank right. you <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to put this whole Bo issue to bed behind me um i think leaving that match it it's going to be painful um there's no denying the the rage and the strength that Bo has so I fully expect leaving um, the next Nova Pro Show with some bumps and bruises. And then after that, I'm not completely sure what's next. I might go down the singles path a little farther. Um, Maybe I make a new friend. At the last Nova Pro Show, I told Faye Jackson that she and I had a lot in common in terms of our offense. So, you know, maybe there's a a new tag team on the horizon there, I don't know.
0: That'd be interesting for sure.
2: Oh, absolutely. absolutely.
0: And again, um, for everybody, that is uh, July 14th. We're back at the JCC. So, um, you know, get your tickets. uh, Step over to uh, VA Wrestling. Um, Tickets are available. Come out, because the end of this chapter is going to be exciting for sure, and I can't wait. Um, And for you, Isaiah, where can um, the fans follow you and um, keep up with all your latest updates?
2: So you can follow me on Twitter, at santero. that's S-A-N-T-E-R-O. And if you guys will allow me, I just have one last message for the Bo Show.
0: The floor is I, yours.
2: I'm pretty Please. sure he's listening. Um, you know, we keep talking about July 14th, and that's an important date. But he has a more important date coming up. That's July 8th and July 9th. He's going to Bristol, Pennsylvania for the Ring of Honor training camp. And everyone thinks that I hate Bo. That's a lie. I I don't hate Bo. I hate this aspect of Bo. But he was my best friend in wrestling. When he goes to that camp, I hope he learns a lot and he has a lot of good experience, right? I hope he takes away that that honor word that they really capitalize on there. And um, I really hope that Bo finds himself and who he is, because ever since I've known him. He's always been searching for that identity. I've been someone slightly different before, but now I really found who I was inside. And that took a lot of soul searching. But for a lot of the time that I've known Bo, he's always been that other guy. For a year, he was the other guy in Cutie and the Beast. Right now, he's the other guy in the Carnies. So I hope when he comes into Nova Pro on July 14th, he can really find who he is. Because this beast will be waiting. Wow!
1: Wow! So it's gonna definitely gonna go down July fourteenth at the Jewish Community Center of of Northern Virginia in Fairfax. We'll be there. You'll be there. Bo will definitely be there, and it's gonna go down seven seven o'clock. Doors open seven thirty bell time. I can't wait. Honestly, I hope that once all of this is over. And we move forward because I'm always looking moving forward. That you know what, it would be nice to see a little bit of gold around your waist. And I know I said the same thing to to, to Bo, but I think that should be the ultimate goal. I mean, why why isn't why would you do it if it's not for the Ultra J Cup, a championship that Chet Sterling currently has? So hopefully, um, Bo, whether or not he realizes the uh, error of his ways or not, is irrelevant because you've certainly moved on after this very important bit of business that will happen on July 14th down at the JCC. So Isaiah, uh, you know, I have very different questions coming into this, but you certainly changed my mind. I'm really interested to see where we go from here. And I hope that everything works out for you. I know you're recovering from an injury. Uh, You seem undeterred, you seem unfazed. And honestly, a person with nothing to lose is the person that I fear the most. So we'll see what happens on the fourteenth in uh, in July. Three weeks away, folks! I can't wait. Excited. Looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> and again, thank you for coming on the show. And 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 as and as I listen to you talk, like I can't help to feel like emotionally connected to this as well too. Because as much as this is going to be an emotional ba- battle for you two, I, upon our first Nova Pro show, our biggest highlight of the show was cutie and the beast that's all we talked about and you can listen back to our episode so there's this there's, there's all truth to this cute cutie and the beast was all we we wanted more that's all yeah. this, you want to talk about puts butts in seats cutie and the beast carried us for like the first four shows for sure to say like we're going to see what cutie and beast is gonna do next and yeah. no matter how much of an obstacle it was to get there? We made sure we got there because we wanted to see what you guys were going to do next, and for this to happen, for this breakup to happen, we're so emotionally tied, and I just can't wait to see how this completely manifests at the end. So,
2: well, I appreciate those kind words. We always loved the support, and you know what? I'll share credit for the team with Bo um, because I'm man enough and mature enough to do that. I I just wish that he would uh, feel that same way.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kinda of where it's in the, we thank you for being a bit uh malevolent about it. So it's gonna get awesome. And
0: before before we go again, please plug in uh where the fans can follow you and keep up with all your latest information.
2: Yeah, I tweet a lot at stylish Santero S A N T E R O. Uh, if you look at a couple of my past tweets, you'll see Bo try to come at me and fall fall a little bit short um but you know if he was as brave on twitter i'm sorry if he was as brave in real life as he was on twitter then this whole issue would have been dealt with you know he wouldn't have run Uh, i'm I'm starting to forget what he looks like but i know the back of his head really well
1: Um, (laughs) and
2: you know he's not afraid to at me so you know maybe he can at me in the ring on july 14th
0: sounds good all right, Isaiah. We'll definitely be there. We appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll we'll be keeping an eye on your Twitter. For, and you guys, y'all don't have no type of time cognizance. Like your 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 Twitter battles can go on at twelve p.m. and then, and you know people gotta get up in the morning. But I'm tuned, in. I'm like I I got to see how to, who's gonna keep hitting the lowest. Man, it was it was it was it was good stuff. But again, it it just you know. We think about it. It had to come down to this, so I, I can't wait to see what yep. actually happens at the last battle for the fourteen. Who knows? Maybe yep. we uh, maybe a show before, maybe one of our shows before then, maybe we have you guys get on here together and see if you have some choice words. He seems to yeah. – sounds like you said he seems to be a keyboard wor- warrior, so <laughs> I don't
2: yeah, think, I think, I think, I don't think he'll be opposed to it.
0: Yeah. We'll
2: see. We'll see. I don't know. He he's not too good with the whole face-to-face deal.
0: <laughs> well, again, but we appreciate it. Um, no, we'll, we'll definitely we'll be cap- catching up with you.
2: All right, sounds great. Thank you guys so much.
0: You have a good one. All right, see you, man. Thank you. Too. So that was it. This is Isaiah, formerly of
1: Cutie and the Beast, and he's going to be taking on his former partner, Bo Crockett. This not this Friday. I wish it was this Friday, uh, but July fourteenth down at the JCC of North Virginia. It's eighty nine hundred little return pipe. You can in our Fairfax get your tickets now. Front row twenty bucks. General admission is twenty. Kids and twelve and under ten. And you can get that at um, novaprowrestling.tumblr.com. You'll want to be there for that. We weren't there for uh, the breakup when Bo just the, the, the turn on him.
0: Yeah, the 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 spear heard around the world.
1: And but we certainly felt it uh, while we were in Chicago. But we'll definitely be there for this show coming up in three weeks, I guess. Yeah, so so it's definitely going down then. And honestly, I had very different questions going forward, you know, because I really thought, based on what Bo said, if you take him at his word, that a lot of this was self-imposed on him, that he is who he is already, and Isaiah was the one who tried to change him, arguably for the better, but still tried to change him. And you know what? No matter who you believe in this situation, it's definitely going to come to a head in about three weeks in Northern Virginia. So this is why you've got to support indie wrestling, because you're not going to see anybody that tells a story this well on TV. <laughs> they're, they're not doing this in, in TNA. They're not doing this on Monday nights. Because, honestly, our truth and dust still don't do tell a story better than, than these two guys. And they're the best story that's happening on Raw right now. <laughs> so I don't care where you are in the country. I don't care where you are in the world. You make it your business to get your ass in Virginia. On July
0: 14th, it's the
1: best $25 you'll ever spend. And you're that's welcome been, in that,
0: advance. That, that card is stacked. We haven't even went over it, but we'll, we'll get will to it next Let's talk about the card sure. later. There's yeah, so many yeah. different
1: debuts.
0: Yeah. If
3: you
1: don't know who Timmy Lou Retton is, look him up so that you could be prepared for July 14th. Uh, we we will talk about that later. We'll have Mike on uh, before the show. Hopefully we'll get these two guys on again before the show. Yeah. And we'll actually be broadcasting live from the show for the first time ever. That's right. So that's something to check out, but we'll talk about that later. The cart is certainly before the horse right now. But once again, much thanks to Innocent Isaiah for coming on, speaking yeah. this piece, maybe changing some, some minds, changing some opinions, and we'll see how well that works out. If you can't make it there, shame on you. But we understand the DVD will be up later, and we'll have information about that about that closer to the event. So, but um,
0: yeah. So yeah, we can. You know, while we close out the show, let's finish up our, the segment of um. Do we care?
1: Oh, okay. Um. Uh, so the Punjabi prison match. We don't care. Um, Baron Corbin, <laughs> who uh, who uh, blocked me on Twitter. Uh, um, so I, uh, I so burn, burn Bur- Corbin could go scratch, but <laughs> he, uh, did respond to a fan in a, you know, sudden show of heart or balls, whichever one comes first that, um, on Twitter, do we care? Nah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, Kevin Owens, um, you know, I'm not sure if he's still a heel on SmackDown, but Kevin Owens actually had some. Uh, some words for Chad Gable after this U.S. Open Challenge match. Did
0: we get? Oh, oh yes, yes. I forgot all about that. I've been wanting to text you about that for a while. You, Jamal. I I, I want to say Jamal and Marcus both were saying how they would love a singles run with him, and the that match was great. Oh really? Yeah. Ch- I mean, okay. there's no mistaking. Everybody knows Chad Gable can wrestle.
3: Yeah.
0: And at this point, I'm like, I don't even care about American Alpha now. Give this guy a singles run. Oh. Give him some single matches for sure. Yes, as a tag team, they've been great in NXT, but on the main roster, the machine hit him. But Chad Gable, I, I, I'm with it. But, yeah, we care. Okay. Give so it um, so, I, so
1: I'm, I'm reading now from Kevin Owens, and I quote, I really respect what Chad Gable tried to do tonight. Tried to make a name for himself. I did the same. I remember when I walked in on Raw, right in the middle of John Cena's, quote, open challenge, and I laid him out. You remember that. Of course, that's not what happened tonight, but I'm the absolute best in the history of WWE, and I know a lot of people might think that's not true. They might think that's a crazy claim. They might think that I'm even trying to say that to rile people up that I don't believe in myself, but trust me, when I say that I'm the best in the history of WWE and when my time is done, it is all said and done. Everyone will see it too. So, good. Kudos to Kevin Owens for giving the respect to Chad Gable for stepping up. Um, and But he's the man with the belt, so you can't argue that He's a multi-time champion, I believe, and um, he's like halfway to becoming a grand champion. So, and honestly, Roman Reigns is one tag team title away from becoming a grand champion. So that makes me nauseous. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's hard to argue against Owens and how great he says he is because he's kind of done it since day one. He came into NXT, made a name for himself. Came out on Raw, made a name for himself, and. Though the respect is the gable for trying, it's hard to argue against that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. So, so
1: um, uh, that, that's it for do we care? Um there was uh there's some other shenanigans going on, but uh I didn't I didn't even care about that. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> So um yeah, before we close the show, um for my fellow comrades, anybody have any closing um words or anything?
1: Uh well
3: yeah, but uh, oh go ahead, go ahead, uh, Doctor. Uh no, I would just, just quickly say that uh I proudly walk with Elias Sampson. Uh I think he's one of the best things on Raw right now, in addition to Gold Dust and Our Truth, as uh Jamal pointed out. And I am legitimately jealous of you guys going to uh Nova Pro in July um cuz sounds like you all are going to get to see some pretty great stuff so
0: and just just to clarify for our fans too um Dr M is actually a doctor so if you want to get your some of your education on and I know the word is education somebody tried to correct me when I made a funny <laughs> before um he's he's professoring down um Atlanta so while he's making his money doing this thing giving it back to the to the um kids you know he's not able to make it but he already know if you ever step back foot home in the DMV area, there is a place for you to sleep, and you're walking in right in with us with Nova Pro. Indeed.
1: I, I just want to say that uh, very quickly, Chet Sterling versus Logan at Easton LaRoe is the main event, and it's a ladder match, and I think that's the first ladder match they've had. And I'm not saying that because I'm because I'm a huge Logan fan, and I am.
0: No, it's, the, it's the ladder match thing. It, it's the ladder it's match. It's the ladder
1: match. <laughs> yeah. Because you know that's going to be hype. Yeah. You already know that's going to be We'll talk about that later.
0: Yeah, can't wait. But I'm getting
1: hyped right now for it. Can't wait. But uh, but I, I will say the one thing, though, uh, Ring of Honor is having their big show this weekend, Best of the World, uh, outside of Boston, up in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts.
0: That's um, di- Isn't that Dijak area? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's Cody versus uh, Christopher Daniels as uh, the main event. But, yeah. That's going to be a that's going to be a great show up there um, this weekend. Uh, I want to say the taping the show they doing the twenty fourth and twenty fifth um, up there up there north of Boston. So if we don't talk to you all before the fourth, which is a big deal for us in the U.S., or the first, happy Canada Day in advance. Um, yeah, man, happy 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 fourth.
0: We'll see it. And um, for me, uh, shout out the big cast going hill well overdue okay. hopefully enzo gets written off tv because i'm sorry i just wasn't a fan of the guy um after a while i mean yeah nst was cool main roster cool for a while but i haven't seen much progression i mean clearly he's fell victim to uh but, the doghouse of wwe But Col-
1: colin cassidy sucks on the
0: mic though uh-oh and internet no i mean i i, I hear myself fine colin <laughs> cassidy is terrible on the mic Oh, this sorry, nobody ever thought he was
1: good on Mike. <laughs> so what chance do we have of him having a single? I know we about to close the show.
0: I mean you gotta be kidding me with the singles run for him when I mean, he's he shot his mouthpiece. It's easier when you're heel. He did okay on Mike. As a matter of fact, he made some legitimate points. Um and he was okay. A lot of room to improve, but nonetheless, this is the avenue that I, I'm I'm glad that he's taken. Nonetheless, he's still a work in progress. But as a heel, he can always get a mouthpiece. I mean, I'm I'm talking about when you talk about fantasy crazy, uh crazy fantasy booking. What about Daniel Bryan sent Carmella to the other show just because of Ellsworth or somebody getting involved in this match coming this week, and they actually get aligned again. Noted that when he went heel, she commented on it too. So. Uh, be interesting to see if that works anyway. Uh, Carmella is a much better mouthpiece than, uh, way better on mic than Big Cass is. But who knows? But whatever. As a heel, at least he can always be uh, paired up with somebody to make it work. But, right. um, you know. And then you know the other crazy thing about it is too—he was even at some points better than Enzo on the on their insurance. because, like, like he said, he said, "You come down here running your mouth and you saying all this stuff, and all you know what you're talking about." I say, well, dang, I don't even know what he's talking about sometimes. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny, point that out. But I'm good for big cats. I'm great. I'm, I'm waiting to see how that all works out. But anywho, to everybody that's listening tonight, I appreciate it. People that's been tweeting us, uh, Innocent Isaiah, thank you for coming on. Um, again, every Thursday, 8 p.m. You never know who may show up. You never know what type of foolishness we may get ourselves involved with. Uh with Twitter wo- wars between <laughs> over you know, Pro Wrestlers. But always stay tuned. Uh, you know, giant crappy always gonna give you the latest movie uh takes. Uh we didn't get to cover anything this week, which has been a, a big week, but obviously we always we already knew Transformers gonna be bad, so it was no reason for him to speak on that. But um, maybe we'll get something from for Planet of the Apes next week because I know you've seen that uh I, I believe this week, but you know, stay tuned for that. Uh Dr. M, as usual our uh woman slash divas expert um and two change Joe. so again each and every Thursday at eight PM thanks for tuning in uh we'll catch you guys next week